Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nerdy AF Podcast. I am Finch, and I am here with my sister from another mister. Hey, <laughs> Kayla is <laughs> in the house. Uh, we just finished recording a great uh, podcast with Brianna, uh, who Kayla got to meet at Megacon doing an absolutely fantastic C-3PO cosplay that she 3D printed, built, all that kind of stuff. So we had a fantastic conversation about that. But... Prior to getting into that episode, Kayla, we have to talk about what's been new with us. So I will let you go. So a lot of you guys know that I have been kind of under the weather for over a month, <laughs> um, which has kind of led to just like a lack of production of, um, you know, material on our end, but also just recovery from con in general. But why I haven't been re really able to join in the lives because I was getting like on on average, like four or five hours of sleep a night. So I've been just trying to prioritize my physical health. Since I wasn't recovering, I had bronchitis, which eventually from me only taking cough medicine turned into an upper respiratory infection, which transitioned into like a baby version of pneumonia. So sorry, LOL, my bad. <laughs> Uh, I'm working on getting better and I'm basically back to normal again, which is why we are filming. Um, so we're, we're kind of working on trying to create a schedule again, trying to get um, some people, you know, like, like people who we've been wanting on the podcast who are lined up. It's just a matter of figuring out dates and times with our limited schedules. So thank you guys for bearing with us. We still have a lot of material. Um, like I have a bunch of videos from Megacon, WonderCon um, that we can be using. Um to post in our videos and stuff we just they're currently unaired because i have not sent them to finch yet mm -hmm. yeah and we're um we we were definitely because i mean gosh we were oh about a month i guess that we were like sort of like the last episode we did was our WonderCon recap which we recorded in person at our airbnb in california um and that's okay like uh you know you were oh my god guys like she is not she's not shitting you she was so damn sick um, and just coughing and hacking. I mean, and that was over a month ago and she was sick prior to that. Um, and so, yeah, there was definitely a break there because it's like when you're coughing and hacking, like podcasting is the last thing you need to be doing, you know, because then it just sounds like a, tor a horrible track, like just <laughs> constantly. And she was like borderline death warmed over. So it was like, okay, we'll take a little break, take your time, you know, get feeling better. And when you're ready yeah. to get back into the swing, we will go full force. Yeah. And it was so hard to recover for like with my job, I talk all day to people, multiple people a day and it's in healthcare. So it's like strapped up. Um, I have a mask on, but you're coughing. And then like that hot air is hitting back at you and you're choking. Cause like, for me, it was just like a like, cut off of air and just start hacking. Even our Airbnb host like came in and gave me cough drops who could hear me from upstairs. Cause it was that bad. And then throughout that time, it's like everyone in my life makes me laugh so much. And then I sound like I throw back three packs of palm oils a day. And I like to sit out in the sun and just bake myself because it's just like. <gasps> <laughs> but we're we're back. I'm back in my 25 year old body, smoke free. Um, and the lungs are, I would I would like to say, almost fully healed. Yes, yes. And we're, I'm excited for that. I'm glad you're just like straight up feeling better. Um, and we have got, we are now under the five week mark till we get to see each other again. And that I am so excited about as any of you who listen to this podcast know that Kayla and I, um, for being besties, we live at like a thousand miles away from each other. I'm in Northern <laughs> Illinois. She's in Florida. It sucks. We saw each other at WonderCon. Um, that was the first time we'd seen each other since DragonCon in September. Um, we had other plans and they really got sidetracked, but anyway, and the cool thing about this one is this visit does not involve a con as much as love going to cons. It's literally just, I'm flying down to Florida to hang out for a weekend. Um, I can't tell you like how absolutely thrilled to death and excited I am to just have some beans, chill time and hang and <laughs> enjoy the sun and everything. Yeah. I told Kayla, I wanted to get like the full uncanny Kayla experience for a weekend. Hell yeah. And we are going to do that. Nerdy AF is going to the beach. We're going to be probably hopefully vlogging the whole trip that he's here. We're going to be going to all our favorite spots. Uh, we're going to be kind of just sitting and relaxing, taking in some much needed sun, vitamin D, uh, and relax time after everything, especially since Finch is getting 
um, like the weather super moods going on where it's warm one day, cold the next, then a blizzard, and then starting to warm up again. And then raining is that really depressing, dreary period of the Midwest. So what he needs is some sunshine and I have the prescription written and it just makes him, you know, he, he's getting ready to come down. So we're going to be bringing a lot of fun, tropical themed material to you guys. Yeah. I keep debating whether I should show up like full Midwestern tourist, like Hawaiian shirt and the whole thing, maybe like some, uh, you know, some of the suntan lotion on my nose, you know, just like, just like totally like cliche it Those up. Big hats. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I was at the beach yesterday. And so for anyone who's watching, you can probably see the ring of red around on me. Um, but I got to watch some people at the beach who literally walked, strolled up wearing like neck pillows and they were all decked out in Hawaiian gear and it yeah it's just like looking at them and it's like did you just get off the plane and go straight to the beach if so <laughs> mad respect dog i love this shit <laughs> that's 100% my plan like i'm just going to be like let's go like right immediately like yes absolutely the um yeah and i i'm definitely i'm definitely bringing the straw cowboy hat like, I'm like, I feel like if I'm going to be on a beach, like, that's like 100% the shit I need to be wearing because that's supposed to be like my my chill summer hat. So if I get to be in Florida, you know, in early in spring in the Midwest, I'm absolutely going to do that. I need to secure myself a coconut bra and Hawaiian skirt to like throw on top of you with that hat. And then we can post that and just some, that could be your entry into um your your only fans yeah absolutely only pranks do yeah. you ever decide what name we're gonna change that to <laughs> i like i liked only finch um yeah only Finch. yeah yes. yeah because yeah, i was Brittany told me finch eggs was a little too on the on the nose so um <laughs> might not do that one and i'll just like yeah you'll find us like we'll do a podcast after and be like well so kayla took me to the beach she gave me beer gave me a coconut brown a grass skirt I woke up six hours later, severely sunburned and somehow made 50 bucks. So whatever. <laughs> My mouth kind of feels funny, but you know what? <laughs> we're here. We're queer and we're ready to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> just free love, man. We're just free loving it on the beach in Florida. And uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, and Kayla and I are talking about we're like she said, we're going to be vlogging and like documenting this entire journey um for everybody simping over us in the podcast and um yeah definitely hope we'll get an opportunity to like record an episode on the beach like just a finch kayla hang time hey you can hear the waves in the background and we're going to talk about whatever because that's what we do penny chesney playing in the background yes dude like yeah i don't know we never talked about it on the podcast but that was like one of the fun things about being at WonderCon in California is that while Kayla lives in Florida, she's a Midwestern girl at heart and you can take the girl out of the Midwest. Can't take the Midwest out of the girl. And we were in our U-Haul van flying down the 405. Um, and I just put like my Kenny Chesney playlist on and Kayla just starts singing right along to it. <laughs> and so we're just like flying down the highway with the AC cranked and the windows down, just singing Kenny Chesney. And I'm like, wow, of all the things that I thought were going to happen at WonderCon, I didn't think this would be one of them, but it is badass. Oh my God, you you know it. And that's, I feel like every time we do a con or have some kind of experience, like we, we have a very strong bonding moment. And this, like our first one was sipping on Coronas, having a good talk. This one was singing Kenny Chesney and just vibing going down the road. And then I'm excited what now when you're coming down here, what our next core moment will be. And we'll have to share that with the podcast. Yeah. Always come away with a ton of those and like big ones. And it's been um, it's been an amazing experience because we are still to the point where we are still we still haven't even known each other a full year yet. Like we're still like two months away because it was June of last year, like when we first met. Um, wow. so we're, we're still under a year and it's just, it, it's so crazy that we're like this close. I'm like this good of friends. And we've had like, I've had more bonding moments than with you than I have like friends that I've known my entire life. Oh my God. Same. Like, it feels like I've known you forever. And that's what I think makes our podcast so awesome is the things that we can talk about the vibe that we have, you know, it's unlike most other people. Like, I don't even know of any like news show or whatever that is as fun and lighthearted and unscripted as we are. Maybe it's to a fault sometimes where, 
we're a little chaotic, but I, I think that's the entertaining part of it too. And I feel like now we're just going on a talk for our intro about how much we love each other and how cool <laughs> <Right>. we are. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, y'all. We, we love each other. This is so much fun being able to find another person from a completely different part of the country and just share your passions and become literal like ride or dies with that person. So I'm glad Finch is that for me. I know I'm that for Finch and hopefully you guys can see that and be a part of our wonderful little family that we're growing here at Nerdy AF. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been an absolute blast. It's been the highlight of my life. Um, I love Kayla. I love all of this more than anything. And we are going to keep rolling until the apocalypse finally comes. We will not be stopped. Um, but I do want to throw in their next adventure for us, at least, I guess, public adventure um, is going to be Minneapolis in September uh, we've talked about on the podcast, September, I believe, 14th and 15th is the Uncanny X-Men experience in Minneapolis. Um, if you're an X-Men fan or just looking for something interesting and that's an area you're in or you can travel to, 100% check that out. And then I think we're going to be doing that on that Saturday. And then the following Sunday, we are going to be at Minnesota Ren Fair. Um, and we're actually, I just talked to Rachel. We're going to be meeting up with Maker Rachel there, um, who's going to be joining us. And, you know, she's been on the podcast and I've done live streams with her. She's fantastic. Um, cosplayer builder um, and Minnesota Ren Fair is like the Ren Fair on the planet. And Caleb being from Minnesota has never been there. And somehow I've been there multiple times. So I'm going to finally drag her along to that. So if any of you happen to be in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area around that weekend, by all means, DM us, hit us up. We'll hang, we'll chill. We'll, we'll do photos. We'll chat like whatever, whatever works. We are 100% down for it. Yes, please let us know. And that will be a fun side that you guys get to see of us too. I'm going to slowly procure a really awesome outfit for that. And I'm really excited to go in September to my homeland where coming from here in September, it's going to feel so good. It feels so good. <laughs> the temperature is going to hit just right. Yes, yes, yes. So we're looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be amazing. We're, uh, I, I know for sure, like I'm working on like a, a Viking uh, Dane warrior cosplay um so is rachel and kayla's coming along with that and we're gonna we're just gonna have some awesome awesome shit going on that weekend so yeah if any of y'all can make it great otherwise definitely we love it when you follow along with us and comment on all of our crazy wacky unhinged adventures because that's just kind of what we do marty says hi too for anyone who can see us on youtube hey martin yeah i don't know listen kayla i i've got to be 100 honest with you on this i 100 yeah I, that's the only reason i booked the trip like okay i'll see you fine but i'm 100 coming to meet that fella who i've known as long as i've known you and yet i've never gotten to meet in person oh my god that we'll film that too it's gonna be beautiful and he's gonna be so excited i don't know what he's doing right now but i i'm ready for it but i feel like at this point you guys already know each other right <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So we are, uh, we're, that's enough of us um, gushing about each other and what we're doing. And so we'll just, uh, we'll just shut the hell up, get into the podcast. We're going, you're going to listen to us talk to Brianna, who's amazing. And Kayla. Without further ado, grab your nerd card and let's get nerdy AF. Hey everyone, my name is Kayla and I'm here joined by Finch and Brianna and I really was fortunate where we got to meet at Megacon and I got to see everything on full display and that was the first time I've ever seen a C-3PO cosplay in action or even on a person. Like I think I've seen just like a, you know, a, a model in the corner, but this was absolutely fantastic. So I'll just open up the floor for you to kind of get started on talking about the process that you did with that cosplay in particular. And then we can kind of talk a little bit more about your other cosplays that you've done. Sure. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. So the C-3PO that's behind me is the one that I wore at Megacon. Everything but his arms. We just got a stand up. He is 100% 3D printed. The only piece on him that is not 3D printed is... This neck piece right here, and that is made out of EVA foam, just since there wasn't an STL file to go with it. So I started him um, probably end of October, and I finished him the night before Megacon. Of so it was like a five-month-long project. And it was a huge learning journey because uh, Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO, we all know and love him. 
in his costume, he's five foot ten. And with shoes on, I'm, you know, over five foot, like, you know, five foot seven and a half. So I'm quite shorter. I'm also curvier. So scaling all the parts to fit me was a huge learning journey. I'd never done a full 3D printed cosplay before. And I use Pet G, I use um, Playfab materials. So I tried dabbling with more eco-friendly stuff. This droid was just learning on so many different levels. And I don't do you have any specific questions on making him. Yeah, yeah were you, you you said that was your first uh, full 3D printing cosplay. Did you have a background like in 3D printing prior to deciding to launch on this venture? Oh, absolutely. Well, yes, absolutely. Um, on TikTok, I am known for 3D printing droids. So I started that in 2021. I started with an 18-inch pit droid and then turned into a three-foot pit droid. And then the droids are now six foot four. So Power, having giant full-size droids in my house is not new. <laughs> having one that is wearable is very different for my household. What so was, he was the first wearable one. Th yeah, and that's that's crazy to think about uh, being wearable. So what were some of the biggest things that you learned in the making process for it, as well as like after you were wearing it, what kind of things would you do differently? Boy, that's a big one. So yeah. there's... <laughs> As far as in the making process, the thing that saved me was I designed a uh, digital notepad, if you will, to organize my cosplay, organize the printed pieces, because the amount of trial and error that was necessary to scale him correctly was out of this world. And if I had tried to retain all that information in my head, which I normally do for my droid projects, and I can keep track of that, I would have been completely lost because there's so many changes, so many reprints, so many weird things like that. For the thighs, especially, I ended up scaling on X, Y, and Z. And I never do that. That's not a good rule of thumb usually in cosplay. You just, you know, scale it universally. But in this instance, that was not possible. So having somewhere to keep all my thoughts contained and all the very specific 3D printing journal related notes, like infill settings, how many grams. So I actually keep in track how much it costs in the end. Everything for C3PO when he was. I want to say he was over 120 something pieces to print all together. And that's not including all the multiple reprints. So it was a lot of pages that were filled. Wow. That saved me. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. A project that that's big of an undertaking. That would be like, yeah, you'd have to keep yourself organized. Otherwise, you'd end up with pauldrons and thigh pieces laying everywhere and not knowing where what goes. Um, right. I, and if I you get, have to reprint it, right. <laughs> I guess uh, at the beginning, because I think it's so cool, what uh, droid wise and even like Star Wars character cosplay wise, what made you want to go with C3PO? Um, well, I also want an R2. I haven't started 3D printing him yet, though. Uh, I love C3PO. I've always loved him. I was huge into watching like the animated droid series that when I was little, that was really fun. Him and R2, the droids being the heroes of the stories. I, I think I connect with his anxiety on things too. I really <laughs> love that he's put in these really awkwardly tough situations and he's not meant to be there. He has no business being there, but every time he has to, he sarcastically and wittily rise to the occasion and figure his life out and be like, okay, we're here. What do we do? And I love that energy and I like that I can relate to that, you know, where it's like, okay. We might feel a certain type of way about this, but we are here for it and we're going to do it. <laughs> He's fun. I, and for a first time doing this, where it was going to be already something that had a lot of anxiety surrounding it. What better character to kind of, you know, <laughs> do that journey with? I love it so much. And I think uh, you nailed it on the head. And so many of us relate to C3PO for that exact reason. Like there's no part of him that sought out or intentionally put himself in any position that he found himself in. But then he was just kind of like, well, shit, I'm here. Um, now what, you know? Exactly. You know, that's well, a, so a really nice friends, way to look at it, too. All that. Yeah, sometimes you're just kind of SOL and you just have to run with it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you checked out the podcast before this, but usually a big... Um, question that Finch usually likes to ask is how did you get started in the realm of nerdum? Like how did you earn your nerd card? Is that a thing? <laughs> your nerd card? Yeah. 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 That's card. what we that's what we call it. Just sort of like because we all we always feel like uh heroes and villains, they always have their origin stories and every nerd does okay. too. Like there was something that either from their childhood or something that made them like go down this path and now makes them a more superior person than the rest of society, I think. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, I love it. That's so funny. Um, I couldn't tell you. I was indoctrinated very small to where I didn't even know that was a thing. And growing up in the 90s before we had like, you know, internet and dial-up connection, I was also a wilderness child, so I was outside. I just knew things like Nintendo 64, um, Star Wars, Star Trek. All these things were just a part of my life growing up. And I never thought twice about it, didn't question it. Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, the animated version before the real one came out. I don't think there was one thing that was like, oh, this was my nerd moment. And actually growing up when I got older, a lot of the boys I knew, nerdy things were for boys. I was excluded. And I just, you know, whatever. I had other things to do. I didn't care. But as an adult, when I met my husband, we like to joke that we both try to be cool with each other. You know, we didn't let each other know what a big nerd the other one was. And then years down being married, starts coming up more and more and then we both realize we're ridiculously nerdy and now we have 3d printed drawers all over the house we have nerd rooms we started with one nerd room now we have a giant office nerd room so I don't I couldn't tell you that it was one thing I think it's just I grew up watching all of it I could go on and on with you about the extended edition Lord of the Rings the behind the scenes you know doesn't matter it's all beautiful fandom mm-hmm so I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't say. What, what about you guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we told our stories many times, but uh, collectively we got into 3D printing and we met each other through my Boba Fett cosplay. But when I met you, I was not in cosplay because I forgot parts of my suit at home. So um, I was just more casual and comfortable. But together, we we kind of got started into just our, our huge love for everything. And as you can see in my background, it kind of spans for different genres and things like that. And just as creators, we kind of wanted to get together and have a podcast where we could keep learning from other people and share that passion. I love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, that that's the nerdy path because it you know uh, like any people like at one point in time we didn't know each other we 100% met through Instagram we 100% met through cosplay and 3D printing on Instagram became best buddies decided to do a podcast together and now we invite other nerds on to talk to us and tell us their cool story um, <laughs> I you know the thing that um, blows me away about that C3PO and like I guess the question that I think a lot of people are asking is that what's the like how much of a focus did you put on comfort and functionality in terms of wearing that thing long-term at a con because that's like it feels like because obviously when you see the character on screen he intentionally has a lot of very stiff movements and it always occurred to me that being in a suit like that like anthony daniels does would just feel like i don't know i'm like i'm not necessarily claustrophobic but that might actually set it off for me so uh from your viewpoint from somebody who built it painted it wears it how's the how is all that Claustrophobia, I would say, is one of the number one comments I get from people where they see it and they're like, I could do that. I'd be so claustrophobic. And as far as designing it for comfort and wear, I would, I'm sorry about my puppy, but I would say that um, it's only possible to an extent. And the stiff movements we see Anthony Daniels make, I now, after wearing it, am a believer that it kind of comes with the territory. You're actually sitting inside of it deciding, okay, what articulation can I do? What is reasonable? Because you have such limits. And then with the 3D printed arms, I know I was so worried that it would break the parts that connect it because those were also 3D printed. I will definitely redo those later, but the claustrophobia part and that all, I thought it'd be dark inside. I thought that would be the scary part. Sorry, I'm giving my dog a second to- Oh, you're absolutely fine. (laughs) <laughs> we're also massive pet people so yeah. we have a lot of fur babies everywhere if, if that's going to happen we have to know the dog's name though that's like important to us mm-hmm. that's hector all of our pets have greek mythology names in this house oh. so we have he and hector that are dogs athena is our oldest cat and then socrates we have gaia and we have hermes so which and then what, Ayla. socrates what is that a cat or is that a dog it's a cat it's my baby Oh, I'm, call- I'm calling BS on that. Cats are not that deep of thinkers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my cat. They're probably he's deeper thinkers. Yeah, he's the best cat. <laughs> my cat's more like a dog. He's like yeah. a big mangoon with a short stubby tail. He's Aww. fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we're the opposite. We've got a dog that thinks it's a cat because it like spent like three years in a shelter next to the cat enclosure and Aww. literally thinks it's a cat. And she's an idiot, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> so I, I I apologize. Back to the so the the suit uh, we were talking about because that's yes, like that's like one yeah, and that's like one of those things where I feel like if one hundred percent if you're in that cosplay and you need like you're not picking something up off the ground, right? Like it's is it pretty? Yeah. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. I, you know, turning my head, I could turn about this much both directions, and that was some experimentation to decide that. Let me let him out really quick. He might yeah. be quieter. Yeah, I'm absolutely. So no, no, no problem at all. Yeah, now we can see this. For anyone who's watching, now you can see the suit in full view. It looks so good. Look at that damn thing. I know. Jesus. And like, and that's the great thing about cosplay is like for anyone who has full 3D printed suits, then you can just throw that up on a stand and have a nice display piece. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. And I remember seeing you too, because I think you were getting some adjustments made when I was first watching the whole process kind of go down. And I was just thinking yes. about like the helmet going on and kind of like sealing you in for sure. Um, and with that, that was, you know, oh, go ahead. Oh, that was like the biggest point of anxiety being bolted in. Yeah, bolted in. Oh yeah, there's like M4 screws that are screwed in. So Whoa. there's this yeah. one moment at MegaCon, they were... I wanted, I requested to have a break and they took me to the side to let me have a break. And I hear them because my hearing was way better than my vision in there. And they're like, oh no, it's not coming out. I'm having trouble coming, like getting the screw out. And in my head, that was one of my worst fears going into that. And I'm sitting there inside the suit. My arm is killing me because it's on wrong, needing a break so bad. And they're like, it's not coming out. So I felt like panic start rising. And then my mom, who was my handler, she grabbed a mini fan put it in my mouth hole, which gave me suddenly this AC feeling. Oh. And I remember instantly like calming down, like, oh, if you leave that there, I can just figure your life out. I'm good over here. Oh it was God, the craziest moment. That that does sound crazy. Um, oh my gosh, that kind of freaks me out thinking about it. And like thinking too, because <laughs> when you get warm and your skin expands, like it gets tighter in there. And I'm sure like the scaling to get absolutely perfect, like there's probably like, very little wiggle room. Jesus. Um, that wasn't the only thing I noticed though. When we were looking at your suit, like I was putting eyes on that. Granted, I wasn't wearing glasses, but I could see decently well. Um, and I was looking, and for that to be fully 3D printed, that was smooth as fuck. Like there was like yeah. no lines that I could see, and the paint job was immaculate. So talk a little bit about what you felt really helped to add to that process. Either like was it mostly prep or were you using certain materials to really help achieve that smoothness? So I'm a big believer in post-print processing and I share all of that on my TikTok where anyone who's ever interested in knowing how to do what I do, they can just jump on there and there's a bazillion of droid videos on how to post-print process. And for C-3PO, it was a huge, not so much material-wise, I feel like as long as it's a good sturdy filament, you can kind of do this with any material and it doesn't matter. I've even used some pieces that are really rough and came out poorly and smooth those out too, but I'll start the process off with sanding and then I'll do um, modeling paste, actually, Liquitex modeling paste. I'll apply a layer of that over, let it dry. Usually I'll thin it out with some water and then I'll sand that down, kind of get everything flush and then do Rust-Oleum fillable sanding spray, spray everything down, more sanding, and then I'll cycle back through that as many times as I need to get a perfect finish. And usually that's like anywhere from starting with a 200 grit or 180 grit even. And sometimes I'll go all the way up to a thousand, kind of depending on my mood. Right. But at the end of C3PO, I bought a new tool that really made my life easier. But a lot of this has been hand sanded when you look at him. That's amazing. And I just really love the smoothness and like the control you have with that. But by the very end, finding a good electronic solution, my hands were like, you know, ready to fall off. So correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Helpful. Hulk forearms by the end of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I already have like that carpal tunnel life going on. So yeah. just all the same. Uh, oh, no. My life. That, I, I, feel like, have... I feel like that's the big hump that new 3D printers have to go through. And I'm sure you've been there. I'm sure Kayla's been there. I've been there having conversations with people who are new to 3D printing. And they're they, the biggest thing they always come back with. Like, I can't get these layer lines. You just have to tell them, keep sanding, keep sanding. Yeah. And they're like, but I've already sanded, keep sanding. And they're like, oh, my God, how much more? Keep sanding. 
Like, you know, you might have the cramps. Everything is going to be hard and it's going to be summer. It's going to be hot in your garage or wherever you're standing. But yeah, you keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was there too, when I first started 3d printing and I got into 3d printing, knowing absolutely nothing about 3d printers. I just like, I saw, I think I saw a TikTok somewhere of like a 3d printer and oh, and all you saw was like the 3d printer going and then like the finished product. And I'm like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, and I just like had made a comment to my wife about how I thought 3D printers were cool. And then she just on her own did research, got me one for Christmas. Um, and then as soon as I started cranking stuff out, I was like, hell yeah, Mandalorian helmet, let's go. You know, and then you're sitting there standing forever and you're like, what is this crap? This is, this is none of this is turning out right. And then the more I got following people and talking, they were telling me the same thing. You got to keep sanding. You got to keep sanding. Um, and then I think everybody sort of develops their own process of like, Absolutely. you know, what sandpaper they use, what products they use. And then eventually, and gosh, I, all three of us know like what a great feeling that is when you like put that like clear coat on it to finally end it. And it just looks amazing and it makes it all 100% worth it. Absolutely. This is also a big project for me because it was the first one I used um, the modeling paste on for the entire droid. Uh, before when I first started like you I had to do a ton of research to figure out what would be good options I tried wood filler and then my favorite product was actually the glazing bondo to use okay the cancer warnings though on that have freaked me out since I started using it the smell like it's just such a maybe not human friendly product but it's beautiful results <laughs> so when I started moving over to modeling paste how it's non-toxic it's like safe to use you can do it indoors you can touch it with your hands this was like my first giant project that I've done where hundred percent using that. And it's been kind of exciting because mm -hmm. I wanted that solution for so long. It took me a couple of years to find it. Right. And, and, that's, it. and that's the, that's the crazy thing. It's like in the industry, there's like that industry hobby, whatever you want to call it. There's that weird debate. Cause I like, I, like, I know people who like, they will use the resin, like they will use the liquid resin yeah, and I, the UV and I'm like, it gets phenomenal results and I'm never going to judge anybody for their product, but it's the same never. thing. It's like, you know, but you got to wear a gas mask and you got to wear this and it gives off all these fumes. And it's like, that may be great. But in 10 years, when you find out you've got lung cancer or something. Um, yeah. And it's, but you know, I guess, yeah, if you're in your own workshop to each their own. Absolutely. And I will support anyone for whatever they're doing. If they're being safe, go for it, use whatever product you love. For my personal journey, having something non-toxic was super important and hit all of my marks. So I was like, you know, I still love, I still have Bondo in my garage. I don't use it if I don't have to, but it's nice to have alternatives. Cause I did, when I started, there wasn't really other than wood filler. That was the only thing that anyone could pitch me that was non-toxic. Mm -hmm. So that's fair. Yeah. If you have a non-toxic option, it makes sense to choose it. And um, I have one more question before I let Finch start asking more. <laughs> um, like um, you'll have to remind me. So are you actually from Florida then? Not originally. Originally, um, bounced around a bit, but more recently, Arizona than Florida. Okay, gotcha. So, because um, that's where I was curious on, you know, if you were living in Florida or if you're used to that kind of like humidity and heat, how like the painting process goes. Because since moving here, I haven't painted or really done any 3D printing just because of, you know, transition in my life and career. But um, I plan on getting back into it, but everyone keeps telling me that the humidity is like the number one killer for this area so i haven't been able to really prepare for that yet i really don't know how <laughs> so for us the heat it was not um florida is mild compared to where we came from arizona like you can't touch anything metal because in the summer it's so hot but oh. for humidity we never had that issue here um our first summer with 3d printing was kind of a unique experience getting to actually see what people were talking about when they talk about filament being affected by humidity. We definitely had that. And then last summer I made the mistake of trying to use brand new filament that, you know, was going to need a little more dialing in to begin with. And then I tried to do that in summer. So I learned that, yeah, humidity here is definitely Gnarly. been a challenge to work through. Yeah. We're starting and to hit not, that you know, soon. Yeah. Summer I think is the worst. Like the rest of the year I have not had any issues with the humidity and the printing. Just summer. I'll make sure I have a bunch of fun this summer then and then just start printing when spring, fall, winter, those seasons right. hit. <laughs> or just use the filament dryer. I did buy one of those that helped me a lot. And That's investing smart. in like, you know, I'll have my little humidity reader right by my printer. So I kind of know what the deal is. It's mm -hmm. actually pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. It helped a little bit because then I know if it's like spraining, like as you know, every summer it's raining every day at least some point. 
I kind of can engage and see, is this a good day for this or should I maybe wait? Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things we all run into. I was, I was like the exact opposite. We had, we went to WonderCon in March. And so about a month before that in February, I'm attempting to, I, I'm building a, a, a red guardian helmet for the cosplay that I was working on, trying to get it done in time. And of course I'm in Northern Illinois where it's like the temperatures like in the teens and like in the twenties. And I had a spot in my house where like I could go sand and all that kind of stuff. But when it came to the actual like spray painting, you know, absolutely just needed to be done outside. Uh, and I'd have to wait till it was like, you know, one, two in the afternoon where it was like the warmest part of the day. So maybe we'd get to like 23 degrees, you know, and it would literally be one of those, like, hold the screen door open with my foot while I, and then immediately run back inside. And for the most part, I got good results. I had one um, silver coat of paint that orange peeled real bad. Um, and I just like sanded it down and managed to redo it on a day where we actually got into the thirties. Uh, <laughs> and then we, yeah and then, and then that was like oh that was almost like shorts weather by that point um but it's always interesting talking to different 3d printers in their process and like how much where they live comes into it like i remember frank uh frankly belt talking about how um he was telling me when he first got into it he was he was stationed in okinawa at the time and he said you want to talk about humidity anywhere in the united states like the humidity in okinawa is, especially in the summer is just god awful he's like and if i manage to make it work you know anybody can find a way to do it so Best of luck to you, Kayla. I'm interested to see the adventures you post. Thank you. Yeah, um, you I'm going to start with a sign first that doesn't require painting just to see how the filament stuff goes, but then the actual painting process. And that's the thing I need. I'm trying to work on getting like that's the hard part with cosplay, which you probably felt with your with your C3PO and maybe some other things if you had partial armor. But trying to get it on and stay on is sometimes a a difficulty in itself. Whereas like the strapping systems or what have you. And I learned for me, like I, we talked about in the past, but like I'm low vision and like, I have a hard time seeing um, depth (laughs) in general. So like helmets don't work for me. And I also can't hear that great. So like all my senses are just muted in general. And then when you put a helmet on, like I'll knock into shit or people. And I'm just like, ah, uh, so I'm trying to find a good cosplay that's like semi-armored, something that doesn't have a helmet, also something that doesn't have a backpack or jetpack kind of situation because I'm scarred from doing the Boba Fett one. Um, and it's like, it's so hard to find that, especially for women too, which you might've experienced if you're trying to do a female cosplay. A lot of the people who do the modeling tend to be men choosing to make things for themselves or maybe sometimes their partners, or if they do just want to make a female armor set, like it's just very rare. So it's harder to be a woman in cosplay if you're doing it 3D printed, if you don't know how to model yourself. So that's been like the one challenge I'm bumping into. And I'm sure you've had experience as well doing the same thing. I would say definitely it's, um, I mean, I didn't pick a female character to cosplay, so I, I, I could relate. Yeah. And a lot of the armor that I would be attracted to wearing too would also not be designed for women either. Mm-hmm. So it'd be the same kind of situation where you're trying to completely modify or alter something to work for your body. Correct. Yeah. That's what I had too. with just like the flatness of the the chest plate, which in, in reality, I just kept it the same. I kept it flat, but I had to kind of strap myself down to yeah. get comfortable in that where it's like, I wish that we had more tools other than having to learn how to model it yourself. Um, like, I feel like I wish there was more people out there who were like more easily commissionable, but I feel like there's a lot of people who end up signing contracts where they can't do independent work. Um, and that's how you end up finding these people in the first place is you're looking at like DO3D or something, which I'm not saying that's what they do. Cause I have no idea, but it just can be a little tricky than trying to have something in a decent time frame for yourself. I'd say also finding time to find it, like hunting this stuff down. A lot of us in the hobby world, like this isn't our full-time gig. We don't do this. We do this with our free time. And as we've all just talked about before, a lot of our free time is spent sanding or working on other projects. And a lot of us have that thing where we'll have multiple things going at one time. So the time to track something down like that is even hard to find. Mm-hmm. For sure. yeah. yeah. I ran into that hundred percent when I was going to do Red Guardian. Like I said, I wanted to do the helmet, like scouring the internet. I was only ever to find um two files for it one of them was for a 3d printer and another one was for eva phone and it's like and even then they weren't like like i don't want to sound this way but they they were they were free files so sometimes when you get free files you wonder a little bit like how well it's all going to fit together because sometimes it's somebody who just knows blunder and they're just throwing it together real quick and putting it out there they're not you know sitting there perfecting uh minor, minor little details uh but yeah you're absolutely right um 
That's um. So outside of the uh, I'm I'm jumping topics here. I apologize, Kayla. If you had more on that, but uh, the um outside of the C3PO, do you have something in your head that's like the next thing that you want to work on? Um, gosh, I have so many things that I want to work on. So I think I definitely have the bug for doing a wearable droid. It was such a cool experience that I definitely would like to do more. And I have a couple I'm mulling over and trying to figure out like one of them I'd have to model completely because there are no files that exist for it. And then another one. So I, I guess it's decisions i have i'm going back and forth between three and it's not really nothing set in stone are you willing to reveal any of them or is it is it locked down in the creative lab right now uh they're still i'm still mulling through them okay. so I'll, I'll wait on the reveal until i actually pick something <laughs> cool Smart i like idea. that there can be pressure sometimes if you like put out what your ideas are and then if you're like eh. I, I had that too where I was going to do like a Lady Thor cosplay and then 3D printing it and thinking about how they were going to hear and how uncomfortable that suit would have been if it was mm. all 3D printed. I scrapped it. I mean, I still have the helmet that I can like see and put together, but and I'll probably put it on like the shelf. But oh my God, thinking about the functionality and comfortability of that suit, I just did not want to do it. But then people were waiting to hear about it because I was like slowly right. printing it doing updates but so yeah i we respect that for sure um so what might be a little bit easier of an answer then would be do you have any cons in the horizon that you want to be going to or is there any kind of plans for travel or events that you want to make megacon next year we've already bought tickets for for that we'll be there for certain as far as between now and then i think especially bringing C-3PO, it was such a crazy realization. There is so much work to get something like this there. And then my husband had his full ODST armor too. So we had a whole minivan packed to the brim. Nice. And logistically, the two of us together, me more than him, 100%, were a little bit of a nightmare to try to make everything work. So I think for right now, having Megacon be the only one on our list is working for us because then it gives us the rest of the year to keep working on projects and enjoying that. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, much. eventually, maybe we'll do more. That sounds awesome. Well, I will be looking out for you next year in whatever cosplay you choose to do. Um, and with that, Finch, do you have any more questions? Or you, I know we're kind of cutting a little bit on the earlier side, but I didn't know if there's anything else you would like to ask. Well, we've got the one big question, the one we ask every single podcast. Do you want to ask or do you want me <laughs> to ask it? I'll let you ask it because I asked the nerd card question. Oh, okay. So this is uh, this is one hundred percent a theme of our podcast, especially when you have a podcast like we're doing. Of course, we've we've talked to a lot of like Iron Man um, cosplayers who do like the full build suits. Um, and the one question that seems like frequently come up is how do you urinate in that thing? <laughs> or how don't you? Right. Yeah. That. I think don't. <laughs> yeah, right. don't is a good one. Um, gosh, I even trying to troubleshoot that that was a huge iteration process going through that and trying to brainstorm the end result was I would get super hydrated the morning I was going to be wearing it and then work all that through my system and then by the time we got to the convention I'd go pee jump in the costume and that was it unless I wanted to take it off which is oddly enough the 3d printed shorts aren't that hard to get off we I have done a lot of practice on that it was getting the wire corset off and over. That was such a pain because all those wires are sewn on the front that I just left the whole lower half on my body for the anytime I took a break. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, easier. So right. it didn't end up being as big of a problem as I thought it was going to be, but <laughs> that was the solution. Just wait. Now all the Iron Man people are going to like switch to C-3PO. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Make it easier so they can go to the bathroom. Well, uh, I you know. It's, it was a lot of practice in the first time, like early days of putting on those shorts, we would joke that I'd have the Shakira, your hips don't lie song in the back of my head. Cause I had to wiggle so much to get those on and off. And then he'd have to help me like early days with those shorts were not easy. And now it's like, you know, give me 15, 20 seconds. They're off. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I got this on and off. Easy. Adapted the beginning was not, not pretty. <laughs> it never is. Honestly. No. Uh, and that's that's what's made me afraid to kind of rewear some cosplays. Like I don't know if anyone's noticed that in my um on my page is that I don't tend to rewear them unless they're flexible, comfortable stuff, like if it's fabric based, which I've switched more to for the comfortability and as well as it travels much easier where you don't have to have 
like boxes and boxes or checked bags. Like yeah. I went to um WonderCon without checking any bags and I was able to make that work just with my my backpack and like a that's amazing. On. I know, right? And Huge I had advantage. like three cosplays. Um so it, yeah, it worked out and it's comfortable. You kind of have to have that when you go to a con, like one comfortable cosplay if you're going multiple days and like one, or even if you're just going one day, if you need to switch, you can switch. Um, but then the cosplay. So it's it's never comfortable and we always end up dehydrated, which is my consensus of going to a con. We brought a lot of Pedialyte packets, the ones that you pour in a water bottle. Those were a lifesaver. They'd use a metal straw to give me that while I was inside of the suit. Mm-hmm. that was so helpful yeah throw a couple ice cubes in there that would hit so good it was amazing <laughs> yes. so that and the tiny baby fan I was like when I had either liquids or that little fan up to the mouth hole I was a happy camper oh. like, okay I can just sit here how did you see through that by the way I was just thinking about that did you see <laughs> like through the actual eyes yes so oh, wow. I did have vision and one of the things that from reading Anthony Daniel's book as well as hearing other cosplayers talk about C-3PO, a big pain point is it is known in the Star Wars community as one of the worst costumes for vision. Your field of vision is so narrow, you can't really see very much at all. And it's supposed to be awful. So my solution that caused, you know, like all solutions have problems that are attached, but mine was I'm going to use peepholes that you have in your front door. So I found some that fit the diameter of the lights that I use for the eyes. And then put them in there and I see through people. So my field of vision is the same as if you go to your front door and look out, except oh, wow. I have two of those. Mm, that makes Downside. a lot of sense. Yeah. So it kind of like walleyes it a little bit. So it's not like just looking through a drilled hole. It kind of yeah. like, yeah. I have a very wild, wide field of vision, but my depth perception is not so good. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Everybody's a little bit small. <laughs> <laughs> and the C-3PO head itself, there's not that perfect distance between the eyes. So to get that binocular vision where the two form into one, they would have to be significantly and closer. So it really is that I'm looking through two separate tunnels of gold. And <laughs> I, wow. my eye has to decide which one am I going to focus on? Because wow. there's a little bit of overlap, but it is not a perfect mesh on vision. Huh. Yeah, that's Lord. super interesting. I would have never thought of using a peephole, but it's smart because it does give you a wide array. But then, yeah, people look small or like it's, you take a step and it's much closer than it, you feel like you are. Yes. The helpful part of that is like your brain is so amazing that it did adapt. And I started getting a better gauge of distance. I just had to reframe my metric of like, how do I see distance? Wow. So that was good. I think the downside is at the very end of the convention, when they popped me out of the costume, my eyes took maybe 10 minutes to readjust to real life, you know, because wow. they were so used to being in the people view, but it did work really well. And I think I did prefer, I stand by that choice just because I loved having that range. It was, it's already hard enough having limited mobility. I can't imagine also only seeing a little bit like that narrow vision. That would have been too hard. Oh my God. And here I thought the Mandalorian helmet was like one of the worst ones for vision, but yeah, you've proved us wrong. That's, but you made (laughs) the best of it and you modified to actually give you a lot more than what it would have just been with like a hole. Yeah. And my handler was really good. She um she would make sure I don't run into anybody too. Like I knew that she would physically yank on me a little bit or tug me. So I knew if I was getting too close to something, let's say if my guesstimate on distance was off, she was there to make sure I don't, you know, die or run over anybody in that very slowly, mind you, because no speed was possible. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, that worked out. Just speeding through a C3PO. That would be a sight if you could move that fast. <laughs> right (laughs) it's rough on your hips man trying to walk like that like we had at one point we were trying to make it across the convention from one side to the other in that and I just wore the lower half but it was so slow and my husband was so sweet he was like doing these half steps next to me for every 10 of my steps he maybe got like one in it took forever but it was so comical yeah you need to have an on-hand chiropractor or someone and just like set you back (laughs) (laughs) yeah just just fix my hips because they're dying yeah Yeah. literally well top to bottom that whole cosplay is like a level of commitment that is absolutely unbelievable i mean the amount of work you put into it um the amount of the thought process clearly you put into it um and yeah, everything like I'm just I'm 100% blown away by it. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, hats off to you for doing that. 
uh because yeah i could i the the only thing that stinks is that i didn't get to see it in person you know i've definitely scrolled through your instagram and looked at all that you know looked at so many pictures and then kayla's the lucky one who actually got to see it in person so cool and i think i don't know if i got a video of it i can't remember but i think i might have not but if i did i'll try to make a get a clip of it and maybe post it or something but i did get a couple photos yeah, it was it was so cool. And I, I was there and I was just like, there's so many people around you. And I was just sitting there patiently. I'm like, I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to get their details. I'm going to post pictures. And that's that's the hard part of like people are in their suits or like people are swarmed around them. And we talked about this with Brittany on the other show or I mean, not the other show, but like another episode where she's like, there's probably a bunch of photos like floating around, but it's so hard to know if people don't tag you. But how are people going to yeah. tag you if they don't know? which is great when you see all the signage and stuff around him, but that's why I've made sure to kind of come up. And I'm glad that I think it was your handler who gave me all your guys' business cards, because that's such a great thing to have. If anyone ever asks you guys to, for like a cosplay idea or whatever, or more information, always have business cards because like I had a whole bag full of them and I was just like going through finding everybody again. And the, that was brilliant. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. Yeah. So hats off to you, but that it was so fun to see you in person and hopefully we get to see it in person again one day, or at least we get to see you, you know, work on another really cool droid outfit cosplay, or even just a droid in general. There's definitely will be more in the future. I can guarantee that it's been yes. fun. <laughs> I'd say like the one thing on him that I'm the most proud of was like the chin system for the lights and the speakers mm. that saved my life. Cause you can't hear me inside of it. So I had no other way of communicating, like being able to do Jim Carrey chin movements, like yeah, <laughs> I could trigger it. And then I could communicate, you know, yes or no with blinking lights. And if I hadn't had that, I don't think wearing this would have been possible. Like mm. that would have been such a nightmare for mm. feeling like I was safe or had some way to call for help or have a lifeline of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's, I think that's that really was like smart. the biggest win. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, since we are wrapping up, we have one more minute left on the clock just before we do close up. What is one thing that you feel like would be really important insight or advice or encouragement to our followers? Be ready to fail and embrace that. That's all good. Like failing is part of the journey. You learn so much more from any time you fail than ever you will when you succeed. So 3D printing, I think, is the most healing hobby because you get to work through all your issues with failure and just be confronted by them over and over and over. And I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's true. I love or that so much. at least have a smash party with all your failed prints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Done that. Therapy. <laughs> yeah, my failed prints turned into a garden outside. So, oh, you know, I have a droid garden. <laughs> so many different colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. It was so wonderful being able to see it in person and again, learning so much more about it. And I'm sure this won't be the only time we talk to you. Hopefully we can have you on a live sometime or at least try to get a little bit more information as you're moving along. So thank you again for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It was so lovely to meet you at MegaCon. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, just like she said, thank you so much, Brianna. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Uh, we look forward to what you do in the future and we will definitely be in touch. Right, right back at you guys. Thank you. It's been so nice meeting you both. All right. Well, take care now. Bye. Bye.